Hello, Claudia. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Thank you. And you? I'm good. I'm good. So today we're just going to talk about um, how you adapted to being in New York City, moving all the way from Cali, Colombia. Uh, my first question for you is, what are some experiences you had with the English language? What are some stories that you can remember of trying to maybe learn or even speak the language? Well, I, I had some foundation because of my school in Colombia and my school there had a good program for languages. So that was a good foundation for me with, with English and even a little bit of French too. So when I arrived here, yeah, I could understand um, basic uh, and, and have a little bit of conversation. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting story that when I arrived and, and I had to find a job because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if I mentioned it before when I decided to move here, it was all on me and I had to support myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so my, my, my uncle told me, okay, let's go to the restaurant where I work and uh, we will speak with the manager so you can work there. Mm -hmm. And that was a place and still is a place here in Times Square. And the, the, the goal was for me to apply to be a hostess mm -hmm. uh, at this Italian restaurant. And so I remember very clearly, I, I believe that that manager uh, spoke Spanish, because I believe she was Dominican, but she didn't speak any Spanish to me. She, mm. So we sat down and we had the interview. And I listened very carefully to try to understand what she was saying. And I understood, I, I don't remember what, you know, she might have said, but I understood, let's say, two words or, you know, three, like a full sentence mm. from the whole interview. And when she asked me something about the position, all I, all I said was based on that sentence that I understood. <laughs> And I got the job. Wow. But, so so, yeah. so I, I, I can't, I can tell you that I, I am not, I don't know the whole thing that she might have said, <laughs> but based on that sentence that I understood, I replied, used that, and then, you know, I got that first job and uh, as a hostess. So it's just interesting that, you know, I feel that you will use or do as, as you, you know, as my, uh, whatever you can mm -hmm. to survive yeah. and that was my survival then <laughs> i need a job and i just you know i i used what what i what i what i knew at that moment in english to get my first job yeah wow that's that's a a, a crazy experience right just taking that one sentence and just going with it yes. i mean it worked it, it worked, worked in your circumstance so going back to your point for me I knew that in order for me to accomplish my goals, I needed to become, you know, as fluent in quotes as much as you can be in a new language. So the way I started was uh, I, I knew I, I had to continue my education. I might have mentioned that I went in Colombia, I was studying psychology. Yes. So for me, I knew I had to finish that here. Mm -hmm. And for the only way that I could do that is in English, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I needed to put myself in school and um, to do ESL classes, English as a second language classes, to be able to get to a level where I felt, okay, now I can speak, I can speak, I can write, and, and I'm able to continue my education and finish my degree in psychology. So 
The first place that I went to uh, to learn English was an institute. You know, in the when you when you're on the train <laughs> yes. and you see those, you know, flyers. Uh, the yes, the flyers, the posters. I went to an institute in Roosevelt Avenue in mm -hmm. Queens, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so interesting because I. Okay, I signed up for it. Yeah, I might have seen it on, on the train, you know, like one of those posters. And I signed up for class and in Roosevelt Avenue. And I went to class. Most of my classmates, um, I don't recall, but many of them spoke Spanish. Well, the teacher spoke Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so it was just, for me, I, you know, it was kind of like, if you don't, if you don't know, the what was been said in English, the teacher would just speak Spanish. Oh yeah, and and so it got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't think I'm gonna learn that much here. Mm -hmm. So I made the decision, and I I feel I feel today that that was a very uh, smart decision that I made to uh, to look for an actual school, like a, a university where mm -hmm. I could do my ESL classes. And that's where my research took me to uh, CUNY, the City University of New York, which I think is, it, it was the, the, the foundation of my school in the U.S. And it was the best place that I could have found to do my English classes. I, I signed up, I started at Queens College. Mm -hmm. um, I actually did two years of ESL classes at Queens College. At the time I moved, I had moved to... You know, I first lived with my uncle, and then I moved to this new place with a roommate in a in a, a, a schoolmate at that institute that mm -hmm. I mentioned. It's so interesting, a Colombian guy who told me, "Oh, I might have mentioned, oh, I, I live with my uncle, but I want to move." And he said, "Well, I have this friend that is looking for a roommate, oh, wow. mm -hmm. and but she she was like a referral mm -hmm. because she." you know, to bring someone to live with you. She wanted someone to get, refer someone to her. So that's actually how it happened. He told her about me and that's how I moved into that apartment. And that's the apartment that was very close to Queens College. Mm -hmm. So when I decided to move from the Institute to Queens College, I had this new apartment, which was very pretty by the way, <laughs> and Fresh Meadows, Queens in, a, in a, uh, an apartment near Queens College. So it was conveniently oh, located, nice. yes. Uh -huh. And and that's how I, I yeah that was the place that I found for for my ASL classes and that was very a very good very good school for for me to do that to get to a place of, uh, that I felt now I can continue now I can apply and continue my psychology uh, education which is what mm -hmm. I did so I did two years at Queens College of ESL and then after two years I applied to John Jay another mm -hmm. CUNY school. And got accepted to continue the psychology. So during that time, I felt okay. <clears throat> I am the that process of acculturation to English. Mm -hmm. it, it was going well, right? Mm -hmm. But yes, I once I got to John Jay's, it's interesting how, in my perception, okay, I'm I'm good. I have a good level of English, and then I got to John Jay, and then I felt like, oh, okay, maybe not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so. The one of the main challenges that you get is uh, I now when I was learning per se, but I guess always 
you get that question you try to speak right and and you always always still today get the question oh uh, you have an accent like where are you from and oh. that is just so tiring mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so exhausting so to our conversation about yeah, the, the main point of, of our conversation, I feel, is adaptation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, and I think that is you feel that pressure of you, you want to uh, learn the language and you want to become part of this new environment and this, this new culture mm -hmm. that you decided to be part of. And in your mind, you're thinking, I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm learning this, you know, the, the language and I'm, I'm learning the ecosystem here, but I, you have the external world that keeps reminding you, oh, okay, hold on, but you're not really from here. Mm -hmm. And that is so exhausting. And so I think that from, for one of the main challenges and still till today it's just so interesting stuff because i i think it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how much education you get or how much time i spend speaking in english how many years i mean it's been 21 years mm -hmm. still someone will stop and say oh even if someone asks me where are you from Is it, i'm from new york no no like really where are you from uh -huh. and right so even uh, today, 21 years later, I have to stop and explain mm -hmm. myself. And it's just so exhausting. So I think that that's my personal experience. And I feel that so many people will get the same. Mm -hmm. And that is just, it's, it's just not right. No. I, I think that if I, if I could say something really out loud to the world out there is don't ask people, you know, where are you from? If you're trying to, um, I don't know, uh, answer your own question of, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to put it, um, to prove something to yourself. Mm. So if you are really interested in knowing where somebody's from, what is your culture, mm -hmm. ask that question. But if you're asking the question where you're from just because of your own perception that that person is not from here because of that the uh, the way you speak, then don't. Yeah, I just think that it's just not, not right. I think yeah. that that is a, a question that is, it can be taken it's just not it's not uh it's not it's not right i don't yeah. know no yeah i definitely agree and when i hear um you know i think when you say about the accents i think about what is an american accent right what is what does that even mean like what does it sound like because every if you think about it everyone in new york city has come from somewhere else mm -hmm. so when people ask you that it's a little rude because it's like okay so what is an american accent mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um so i do think that you know sometimes it could be hurtful right asking those questions um and when you ask questions like where are you from um you know and they they're always looking for a different response mm -hmm. right like all right i'm from colombia i'm from but when you say i'm from 
I'm from New York. It's like, no, no, you're not from here. Where are you from? You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I agree with you. Like, maybe ask me, where's your culture? You know? Because if you're, when you ask those questions, you're looking for a specific response. But that's what, I, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to, to say in a, in a really bad way that, no. yeah, that it depends on what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. If you're really interested in someone's culture because you want to learn about it, I don't know. And even maybe you ask in a different way, but I think that with every time that that person, if that person, if someone asks you where you're from and then they actually ask you again, no, but really, it's, it's just not okay. Yeah, no. It's not okay. And I think that I have gone through that question so many times. <laughs> that is just, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Not not okay for me. And it's, it's just not. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And it's like, um, there people are always looking for a specific answer. Mm -hmm. And if you say from here, they're like, no, you're not from here. Exactly. Where, where are you really from? Exactly. You know, and that's that's wrong. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, because like I said before, what is an American accent? What does it mean to be American when almost everybody here has come from another place? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think sorry, yes. <laughs> and I and I think that based on our conversation of adaptation. That personally, I feel that, okay, it's been 21 years since I, I moved to the city and I have done so much and, and, and grown, I would say, academically and, and personally and emo you know, emotionally in New York as a New Yorker, right? So in terms of acculturation, I can say I feel like a New Yorker. Mm -hmm. So if today and so psychologically, that is really tough because if you're talking about adaptation and acculturation and you personally, you feel, okay, I've gone through this whole process for so long mm -hmm. that you feel like you are part of this new environment that you chose for yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you, but I feel that even if you have done all that work, it seems like it never ends mm -hmm. that you have to it's like you're constantly working to mm. to prove yourself yeah and to constantly feel like okay i need to continue mm -hmm. this acculturation process like it never ends yeah and you know you shared before that you've been here 21 years now right um is there like a, a time where it's like okay now you're american like you now you're from new york you know uh because uh just because of your accent right you have lived here for 21 years you probably know how to get around right um so i think uh when we think about topics like this i think it's so important to think about uh what does what are what do people think are the qualifications to be a new yorker right like do i have to live here for 20 plus years do i have to you know and it's like i think everyone is different right everyone has a different process uh but i think these questions are, are something to think about Right. Because people do it time and time again. Where are you from? No, where really are you from? Or, you know, and I think that is something to keep in mind, too. Right. And I would like to highlight um, that acculturation and adaptation is very individual. Mm -hmm. It is very is a very individual process. Not it's, it's not something you can't generalize. Yeah someone can tell you I it's been 40 years and I have never adapted 
because it's just I can, yeah. right? And uh, it's not my culture. It's not, and some people move to other places, and maybe it's not their choice. So it's so individual. It's yeah. just yeah. So it's not something that you can generalize. So that is a very important. Um, I guess point to highlight. I don't yeah. want to generalize here for anyone because I feel that immigrant stories and acculturation yeah. adaptation is very individual. But I, to your point about, uh, I I don't consider myself an American, mm. and I like to, and I wanna I wanna make that point. When people say, "Are you an American?" I say, "No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I I am a New Yorker. That mm-hmm. I am." That is, and I think it's so, and, and to me, that's so powerful yeah. because I, I, fe- I am a New Yorker. I, I feel I grew up as a, as a, as a woman in New York, mm-hmm. but I would never say I'm an American. Mm-hmm. So, and so that, I think it's just, that's very interesting psychologically, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, I can have a, an American passport just because I live in New York, but I'm not an American. I am a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. I'm a New Yorker mm-hmm. at heart. I'm a Colombian by birth. Mm-hmm. And so that that's my identity and I choose that identity mm-hmm. for me. And so I think that that's why it's so important to make sure that uh, a culture adaptation and this immigrant journey that is so different for so many people yes. is understood in a very individual way and depending on who you're talking to and i think that i that i would be very passionate about forever that if anyone asks me i'm a new yorker and 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 i'm colombian by birth and i and i think that that's powerful but as a new yorker i feel that i need to prove myself time and time and again and that adaptation and acculturation acculturation process of speaking English with without any accent, but that's why I love New York so much. New York as a whole mm-hmm. embraces you, and and I feel that it, it welcomes you regardless. Yeah. Yes, because New York doesn't ask you that question. Where yeah. are you from? No, that's true, and uh, I think that's powerful that you said that. It's it's really. Um, how the individuals adapts or you know like we said like adapts basically right and that's an individual process like for you you are a new yorker right and a colombian by birth but some people may have come here as a baby and they say they're american right but maybe they were born somewhere else so it's really a individualized path right how you identify as i think that's super important um but now going back to you, um, I wanted to know, uh, now we're talking about like the English language and you coming here, the adaptation, acculturation. I wanted to know, did you feel any pressures or did you have any struggles in adapting to New York City lifestyle? Well, I think stuff that, I mean, I can't remember exactly everything, but I guess maybe the train, though I, I guess at the time it might have been exciting, right, <laughs> to, to, because it's a different kind of transportation clearly that I was used to in Colombia. So maybe learning all the, the, the train stops, that might have been something new. Uh, the, the, the fast pace of New York mm. City, I mean, I, 
I was on my own, right? So yeah. I made up, I, I remember that eating, uh, you know, my meals, forget about <laughs> having a, like a specific order for mm -hmm. meals. I, I actually, I don't know for how long all I ate was having cheese uh, sandwiches. Really? Yes, because that was what I, all I could afford. Mm -hmm. And so it was that and, and this quick milk. Uh, <laughs> yes, I mean, it was just, it was a, a, a tough transition mm -hmm. when you when you let when you leave your your home you know your mom is taking care of you and now you're all completely on your own uh, so that it's one kind of like starting a life um, uh, on your two feet uh, and I guess it's just the city this big city that you have to uh, as a young woman uh, figure out how to navigate and I think that luckily I I might have found on my path people that just supported me in that process but I, I don't have a specific recollection of how everything happened but I do know that at each step of the way and being maybe my first job at that restaurant, maybe finding my first new apartment with my roommate. And so that's just an example of how little by little things, you know, things happen that were putting you in the right place, uh, meeting the right people mm -hmm. to kind of guide you uh, in, in, in your process. So I, I guess that helped me to navigate this big city being able to meet the right people at the right time, I guess. Yeah, and really quick, I just wanted—I just wanted to know this. Uh, Colombia is very hot, right? <laughs> How was that experience from going from a hot climate, right, a hot area, to come now here where we have snow, right, <laughs> and it's really cold? How was that experience for you? I, I like that question. Thank you. I I remember the first winter, right? <laughs> I I. I think I, yes, I moved to, to New York in March. Actually, it's a, it was March 5th. And I know that because 20 days later it was my birthday, March 25th. And so I don't think it was that cold when I moved. So, but yeah, okay, so after that it was good because it was spring, uh -huh. summer, right? So that's good. You can handle it. Where I live in Colombia, it's is a it's like a 70, 80 degree weather mm -hmm. all year long. Got it. And but that first winter, <laughs> I uh, I went to the uh, Times Square, you know, the where they drop the ball. Yes. And I, and I went that time, and I have never gone back. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you one thing. I guess it's climate change. Back then, it was a little colder. Well, some some days now it gets a little cold, but back then I think it was a little bit colder than mm. now. So I went that day for the New Year's uh, yeah. Eve and, and to to see this amazing thing, uh, you know, in real life, and in the middle of Times Square. And I remember I have I will not have. I don't think I will ever forget this. I wore some boots that I brought from Colombia, leather boots, and it had snow, I don't know, before. I don't remember the first time I saw snow. I think uh, I don't I don't have that kind of memory. Yeah. <laughs> but it had snow before uh, that day, the, the 31st, and I wore my, my boots, 
and you know how it becomes very slushy and and you can't see if it's either ice or water yes and you step on it well i stepped on it and it was water so <laughs> You, you know my my feet i don't know like half of you know, oh, no. half of my uh my boot was in the water and it was really bad because it was freezing like really cold well long story short the whole thing happened my feet i don't know how you i, I didn't get frostbite because my feet were frozen oh, no. you know the whole the whole night so that is a very strong experience with the cold weather here. And I guess that's why I don't forget that. Uh, but that was one one of the many things that were different, right, from my move from Colombia yeah. to here. Also, uh, just another question. How was the food? Like, I usually when I hear people come here, they always say, like, oh, my food over there was so much better than over here. I hear that time and time again. Was that the same experience for you? Well, yes. I mean, the, what I meant based on what I, I shared with you before. I mean, I, I didn't have my mom to cook me meals mm -hmm. for breakfast, lunch. You know, I I mean, in Colombia, there's not really dinner. The lunch is the main meal. Got it. But what happened was that coming here, it just got. I didn't have my traditional food. Mm -hmm. Although I can tell you, me personally, I am not so much into eating like very, very Colombian food. So mm -hmm. I, it was easy in that regard. I guess it was easier to mm -hmm. adapt into. Well, I was eating really bad, right? So I was <laughs> eating ham and cheese sandwiches, but. I didn't miss, let's say, having these big lunches with mm. rice and yeah, it's just it's just not me. So maybe I didn't miss that mm -hmm. much. And and but the not junk food, but maybe fast food in terms of grabbing whatever was oh the, in the way because what I, what did happen was this fast pace got. You know, that became my reality. So school and work and, and doing so many things at the time, that I think is the main difference because mm. that was not the lifestyle in Colombia. <laughs> so that became part of my reality. This busy lifestyle of mixing school and, and work mm -hmm. and just 24 seven going. So I think that, I don't know if everyone would agree, but that's the kind of, lifestyle that you sign up for when you move to New York City. Yeah. No, I hear that time and time and time again. I've had um family in Mexico and family in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's from here, but when they do come here, they feel like it's so fast. Mm -hmm. Like things just keep moving and moving and moving. Mm -hmm. And in, in their countries, right, or in Puerto Rico, it's very like slow, you know? So it's it's funny that you say that because a lot of people have the same experiences. And everyone has a different immigration story. And today I think it's 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 nice to see that we're seeing your side and um, just learning more about it. And I'm learning more about it too. So thank you so much, Claudia. Thank you.